Your day has just begun. Yeah! But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah! Hashtag Utah Jazz. Draymond Green, top of the key, finds Curry. Turns, fires, and hits a three and got fouled by Mike Conley. He's going for a four-point play. Draymond brings it up on the jaw. Crosses midcourt down to four seconds, three seconds. Draymond goes all the way in and dunked it. They caught Gobert outside, and Draymond took it right to the rack. Two seconds to go. Right side, Curry. Pump fake, flyby, three ball. Around it down for Curry. Here comes Curry right down Broadway. Teardrop over Gobert. Crawls over the rim and drop through. And there are the highlights as the Golden State Warriors use a 15-0 run in the first quarter to build a big lead. Jazz get within a point, but the Warriors pull away and get the win, 131-119. to Jazz 1-1 one one after the break, 4-5 and five in the last nine. And PK, a lot of what we saw at the end of the Houston game, we continued to see during the Warrior game. Not a lot of stops. Turnovers leading to fast breaks. Whenever the Warriors seemed to hit a lull, there seemed to be an easy two points to get them going again. Uh, sure. Fast break points for the Warriors were 19 points. I think the shooting from the three also. Yeah, they uh, the buried him there with 51% from three. And, and with uh, like a four or five point lead late in the game, they got three real quick. One of them from Curry, but not all of them. Other guys hit shots too. But Curry, six of nine. Quinn mentioned that in the Post game that we just heard about half an hour ago, 40 minutes ago, uh, you know, they had a game plan to deny him the ball, and Quinn was clearly not happy that he got nine attempts. Regardless of how many he made, the nine attempts was not what they were going for. No, they were not. And there you go. Rudy Gobert, franchise record for rebounds with 28 in the loss. But that just becomes a footnote in a defeat as the Jazz drop to 28-10. and 10. Jazz in Boston to play the Celtics tomorrow on TNT. We'll have more on the Jazz coming up. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Shea, snaking right. In the lane, arcs a fadeaway. 13-foot jumper and rips the cores. Boy, Gildas Alexander loves moments like this among the best clutch players in basketball as 23. And can't try to do too much here. He's working against Gary Trent. He steps back. Left side three on the way, and he hits. How about that for an answer? Oh, and he's got words for Gary Trent Jr. coming back down the floor. Tatum wants to walk the dog here. Tough angle on the entry pass. Tatum has it now. Exposes the ball. It's knocked away. Tatum has it back across half court. Launches a deep three, and he hits it. Lonzo Ball with a steal. Bad bounce pass from George. Alley-oop! Bledsoe see. Thunder! Thunder! From the rafters! Thundercats! Highlights from around the NBA. The Clippers getting beat by 20 in New Orleans. The Pelicans. 135 points. That is a huge total. And the Clippers, they had Kawhi Leonard. They had Paul George. They largely had their guys there, PK. What happened? Uh, well, Charles Smith isn't walking through that door. There it is. The Charles Smith. <laughs> also, the Blazers got beat. So three of the top six teams in the West played Sunday, and three of the top six in the West went down. Minnesota beat Portland 114-112. to Anthony Edwards, a career-high 34 points in the win. 
Not a real impressive performance there by the top of the conference. It was a rough weekend with the Suns losing Saturday. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying last night on my swan song, that the situation with the Jazz, everybody else is losing. So as far as them getting the number one seed with Anthony Davis still being at least two weeks away, which obviously brings us into April, that I don't know that the teams are going to catch the Jazz, even if the Jazz come nowhere near playing or replicating what they did in the first half. That may well be true. Uh Larry the Laker is already up and tweeting from the basement this morning. Uh, Locke has the bad uh, stretch for multiple teams in the West, and Larry points out, yeah, and all those teams are healthy, except for the Lakers. The Lakers are missing, guys. The Clippers aren't. The Jazz aren't. And they are all just piling up the losses at a rate you would expect a a ninth-place team or seventh-place team or something to play out, not teams, you know, one, two, three, four. Yeah, I doubt Larry the Laker is already up. I think it's from last night. <laughs> Boston beat Houston 134-107. to Jason Tatum, 23 points in Boston's route. Celtics will host the Jazz, and they'll be coming off a win when they meet on Tuesday. Also, the Sixers, 134-99 over the Spurs. Tobias Harris with 23 points to lead the way for Philadelphia. And dozens of members of the Pelicans organization, including multiple players, received their first dose of the COVID-19 vaccine over the weekend. The athletes eligible due to their having a body mass index of over 25. It's a criterion many NBA players hit despite being pro athletes. So the league doesn't want to tell players to get the vaccine. We'll see how many do and if that slows the, uh, the number of suspended games we see and how that'll play out going forward. Well, all the league. Forget about the league. It's what LeBron says. LeBron will tell him to get vaccinated or not, and then everyone will do it or not. LeBron's our leader. LeBron. Whatever he says, we fall in line. EJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. You know, we've been just doing everything we can to stay healthy. I, I do think that because of what happened last year, we just had this incredible sense of urgency to, to stay healthy and to, and to play well. And I think we also have an unbelievable amount of gratitude for the opportunity we have to do this. This has been a long, winding story to finally get a chance to play in the postseason. And I know our guys right now are so grateful. And I know our guys that missed out on it last year are also super grateful and cheering for us. And so we're just excited. I mean, we're grateful for this opportunity. There's Mark Pope, BYU coach, talking about his Cougars, who are a sixth seed and get either UCLA or Michigan State. Those two meet Thursday in a first four game. And then BYU will play the winner of that game Saturday for Saturday at 740, right in prime time. Chance to get a win, PK, and there haven't been a lot of those over the last 25 years. Three with Jimmer, but not much else. So a big opportunity for the Cougars, who are – Seated is the favorite. It is the sixth seed. Yeah, I don't know what the odds will be once that comes out. I'm assuming Michigan State wins. That's who I would bet on. Michigan State having beaten two number one seeds. Uh, Bruins are just not playing well, and they've got two of their guys out. So I would think that Michigan State would get that. And then it sets it up for BYU. And and I'm I'm writing about this. It'll be posted tomorrow at KSL.com. I'm so glad I'm free to say KSL.com right now. Um, That's where my stories are as our website continues to go uh, reconstruction. 
But this is their time, man. I mean, what more Pope said, you can say that about every team in the country, about being grateful and excited and doing everything they can to avoid COVID. I don't think that's unique. But this is Mark Pope's opportunity to really separate himself because doing what he's doing is great. And he's rejuvenated and re-energized the team. There's no question about that. But you got to win in the NCAA tournament. And we'll see if he can do that because that's what matters, especially now that you're in the West Coast Conference. Being second in the West Coast Conference is no big deal. It just isn't. It means you've lost to Gonzaga and you beat Pepperdine and Loyola Marymount and San Diego, and I realize he didn't play them this year, and Pacific and Portland. Whoop-de-doo. Yeah, we're going on a decade of this now. Gonzaga wins the lead. BYU and St. Mary's fights for second and third, and then there's everybody else. And, and you've, you've overcome St. Mary's. You've, you're two for two in finishing second. You're two for two in going to the tournament. Obviously, they didn't have it last year, but they would have gone. So now's your chance, man. This is a great opportunity. They've seeded you to win, and here's the thing that you can do, because they haven't had a win at this round since Jimmer. I think they won two playing games, right? But I don't think they've won. They have not won in the field of 64. You are correct. Yeah. They won in the yeah. And this is a great opportunity to really show us what you're doing with the program. You can have the best locker room in America, but you got to win in the NCAA tournament. And he knows that, saying nothing that he does not know already. Well, he's a, Mark Polk's a Kentucky guy as a player, so he knows all about the tournament. It's his first trip as a head coach, but he's got plenty of experience with the tournament. Utah State is in as an 11 seed. They're taking on six-seeded Texas Tech. And that game's Friday at 11.45 on TNT. The Aggies, for all the, uh, for all the stress about in, are they in or are they out? And uh, not only were they in, they were well in. They avoid the first four. So two I didn't teams. see if there was any stress. Two teams from the Mountain West are in. CSU and Boise State didn't make That's it. That's why I don't pay attention to that. You obsess over Joel Lenardi and these guys. To me, the Mountain West is going to get two teams. Every year, they're going to get two teams. And it was clear that the second team was going to be the loser of that game on Saturday. It was so overwhelmingly obvious to me that that's what it was going to be. And the Aggies won it convincingly, so they're in. The West not really seeded, with the exception of Gonzaga, who's number one seed, and everyone's going to pick them to the Final Four, and many people will pick them to win the uh, the title. But after Gonzaga, Colorado, the next best seed at five. You got uh, you got anybody you think can get to the Sweet Sixteen? USC's a six, Oregon's a, a seven. Anybody you like? Your Grand uh, Your Grand Canyon, one of your many schools, a fifteen seed. My Gauchos are a twelve. Anybody out of the West? I think SC has the talent, too. I don't know if they will. Six seed, they're waiting for the winner of a uh, first four game, two, either Drake or Wichita State. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. After 15 years in the Saints and 20 years in the NFL, our dad is finally going to retire. So we can spend more time with us. Yeah! Drew Brees with that post on social media. As the kid's announcing he's done. He waited for the date that was the anniversary of him signing in New Orleans. So he's out. And now we can see if the Saints are going to cut a deal for Russell Wilson. Now, five months of offseason isn't enough time, kids. 
<laughs> no. 12 months a year. Drew Brees will now drive the carpool. He already announced well, I, he's going to NBC Sports this morning. Well, well I, yeah, he had, that was already planned. Uh, yeah. they, they were advertising that, uh, what, during the golf yes, yesterday, uh, watching the players. I mean, it already had it set up that Drew Brees was going to be on this morning. So it was clear it was orchestrated. My father worked two jobs my whole life, and i got to listen to these kids who will never have to worry a day in their life about anything financial, and they'll get to spend more time with their kid, his, their dad. Yay. Oh, my gosh. Taysom Hill received a restructured four-year, $140 million contract yesterday from the Saints. But all four years will be voided. His cap hit will drop to $8.4 million from $16 million this season, creating more room if they were to bring in a all-pro quarterback with a Super Bowl ring. So you think they're trading for Russell Wilson? No, I want to see if they will, but he's won. <laughs> he had four teams uh, on his list, and the Saints were one of them. And the Cowboys were one of them, and the Cowboys gave the money to Prescott, so Dak Prescott. So now he's got three teams on his list. So I don't know it'll happen, but it does look like it's being set up for them to go get somebody. And maybe it'll be somebody else. So you don't think Jason Hill has a snowball's chance to be the starting quarterback? I think the Saints are looking like they want to make a move, but he could be if they don't make the move, but I think they're clearly looking like they want to. So he's option number two at best. Yes. I think that's true. Okay. Green Bay Packers got an agreement. They're keeping running back Aaron Jones on a four-year $48 million deal. So he is staying put. And there should be a lot more NFL news over the next couple days because it's now legal to talk to, or it's by the rules. It's not illegal, but legal tampering NFL rules. Yeah, so, of course... People have probably been talking anyway. But now it's okay for them to talk. And then the new league year starts on Wednesday. And we'll probably hear a lot about deals and trades being officially completed at that point. But if you love the if you love the offseason for the NFL, this is when it really gets going. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. College football, Dixie State lost big, Cal Poly won on the road, and Weber State down 10, second-ranked. Southern Utah won on the road. Excuse me, Southern Utah won on the road at Cal Poly, 34-24. Weber State ranked number two, beat UC Davis. I think they were ranked like 23. So that was a big test for Weber State as we wait to see if they can get through the six-game regular season and get a high seed in the playoffs. A little tense there for a while, PK. They finally got the offense going in the third quarter. Jay Hill... Going for it on fourth and one in his own end of the field in the third quarter, down 10. Big play to swing the momentum. Whew. They beat Dan Hawkins. Hit him, brother! And they get the win. They're off for two weeks. They play NIU at home, or NAU at home. New Florida State quarterback Mackenzie Milton says he's feeling confident after his first practices with the Seminoles after transferring UCF as he seeks to return from a devastating knee injury. He hasn't been able to play the last two years, dislocating his right knee and suffering ligament, nerve, and artery damage during the game with USF. He's been out ever since. See if he can come back. And we will talk spring football with the Utes. You got questions for Kyle Whittingham, for Andy Ludwig, Utah quarterbacks. Running out some big names here in the first spring football media availability today at 8 o'clock, live here on The Zone. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 
Clayton Kershaw will make his 11th opening day start for the Dodgers on April 1st, barring anything unforeseen, according to manager Dave Roberts. How many guys in the Dodger rotation are worthy of getting an opening day start? I mean, the Dodgers can only start one of them, but if, if guys were on other clubs, how many guys do you look at and think, yeah, he's an opening day starter? I think three for sure. I wouldn't put Price up there anymore, but I certainly would go with Bueller and Bauer. Oh, that's awfully good, isn't it? Three guys who are and one guy who used to be an opening day starter? Well, funny, the one who isn't, I don't think he is better than the other two, but I think he's getting it based on the seniority and the run that he's had. Meaning I think the other two guys are better than Right. right Kershaw's no longer the Dodgers' number one starter. He's probably their number three starter, but he could be a number one for a lot of teams, and because he's been a Dodger all these years, he's the guy. Right. So it is somewhat ceremonial, although it's not like he's been left out for pasture. (laughs) Right. And he's going to guarantee to get hammered, like I told you. Zach Greinke was a couple years ago. Yankees manager Aaron Boone said he's feeling awesome two weeks after having a pacemaker inserted. Boone missed three spring training games while undergoing the procedure. And that makes me nervous, man. Right? He just turned 48 last week. Yeah. And if he's feeling awesome, it's because the blood is pumping again, which says what was going on before the pacemaker. I know. Yikes. So he got that at 47. All right. About to turn 48. So basically 48. Man. Yeah. That's a little scary. Arizona Diamondbacks first base coach Dave McKay suffered a broken rib and lacerated spleen in a fall in the dugout last week. That's no good. Diamond manager Troy Lovello said the 30-year-old McKay was wearing a new pair 30, of shoes. 71. 71. Wearing a new pair of shoes, tripped on the bottom step of the dugout, fell against the bench during a game with the Giants. Expected to miss about a week before he returns. He'll be back. He'll be back opening day. He'll be back when it matters. There you go. <laughs> what is Trending is brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. I have a little baseball thing for you. What do you got? Tatis Jr. Uh-huh. FT2, as I'm calling him. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He gets on, I'm watching the game the other day against the Diamondbacks. He gets on base, infield single. Then, ball next batter, and he's leading off. Next batter hits one off the pitcher, ricochets to second, the second baseman coming in towards the pitching mound. We've seen that from time to time, right? And then he has to throw a little underhand, make an underhand throw to first base. They get the runner. They get the runner. But Tatis goes all the way to third. Then Machado's up. He hits a pop-up. A pop-up that is into short center. The second baseman, who, of course, is in the shift, so he's on the uh, left side of the bag. He's in short center. Extended infield. Makes the catch. Tatis scores on a sack fly. The guy is the most exciting player we have in the big leagues today. The, uh, he, they score a run on balls that weren't hit a combined 300 feet. Amazing. I was not watching when it happened, but I saw the Padres' Twitter feed, so I saw it, and when he hit the bag at sink and went for third, there was an ever-so-slight, just bare moment of hesitation as he peeked over his shoulder, but you could tell that was just to confirm what he was already thinking about going from first to second. 
I'm going to I'm going to make it to third here. And, and there was a, just a maybe just the slightest bit of hesitation, but he's done it before, he'll do it again and he knew on that play he wanted third. He wanted third base and he was going for it. FT2. FT2 flying around the bases, making something out of nothing. Who plays small ball anymore? Amazing. FT2. All by himself, not the Padres as a whole, but FT2 individually. We'll try to do it. All right, coming up, college football, Kyle Whittingham, Utah Spring Ball, 8 o'clock. Andy Lugwood and the quarterback scheduled to speak today. We will hear from them. 9 o'clock, Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Question of the day coming up next, DJ and PK.